Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Living History UK podcast, a podcast for the discerning and knowledge-hungry historians out there. You can support our podcast and get much more from Living History UK by joining our Patreon from just £1, and by doing so, you'll be a part of an ever-growing community and really help to make a difference as we strive to keep history alive. But for now, enjoy this podcast. The English Civil War, Episode 1, Origins. This is episode one in a trilogy of episodes focusing on the English or British Civil War. In this episode, we will take a look at the root causes of the wars and what would lead to all-out civil war across the country. Charles Stuart was crowned King Charles I of England, Scotland and Ireland on the 2nd of February 1626 at the age of 29 years. He was the second son of King James I and Anne of Denmark. Charles I's coronation took place at Westminster Abbey in London and it was a grand and elaborate ceremony that followed traditional Tudor coronation rituals. The Archbishop of Canterbury officiated the ceremony and Charles I was anointed with holy oil and crowned with the crown of King Edward the Confessor. From 1629 until 1640, the country entered a period now known as personal rule, also known as the divine right of kings, which was a political theory that was popular in the 17th century. It held that a monarch derived their authority to rule directly from God, and that they were answerable only to God and not to any earthly authority, such as Parliament. Personal rule was often invoked by monarchs to justify their actions and to resist attempts by Parliament to limit their power. Charles invoked personal rule, which meant no Parliament sat for over ten years. However, a series of political and religious blunders would see Charles forced to recall Parliament for his own gain. Ship money was a tax that was levied in England during the reign of King Charles. The tax was originally imposed to fund the Royal Navy and was only collected in coastal regions. However, during Charles I's reign, the tax was expanded to be collected throughout the entire country, even in inland regions that did not have a direct connection to the sea. 
This expansion of the tax sparked controversy and opposition, as many people believed that the tax was being imposed unfairly and without proper authorisation from Parliament. The issue of ship money became a major point of contention between Charles and Parliament, and it was one of the factors that contributed to the outbreak of the English Civil War. First published in 1549 in England, the Book of Common Prayer is a Christian prayer book. It was the product of the English Reformation and was intended to replace the various different prayer books that were in use at the time. The book was originally compiled by Thomas Cramner, the Archbishop of Canterbury, and it contained a collection of liturgical texts and prayers for use in public worship. The book was written in English and was designed to be accessible to all members of the church, regardless of their level of education or social class. The Book of Common Prayer was a controversial text in its time, and it was opposed by many Catholics who believed that it represented a break with the traditions of the Catholic Church. Just under a hundred years later, Charles sought to consolidate on his father's ambition of uniting the Scottish and English churches, and ordered the new Book of Common Prayer to be used in the Scottish Church. The new Book of Common Prayer was first published in 1637, and it included significant revisions to the original text, including updates to the language and the addition of new prayers and liturgical texts. The book was published during a time of religious and political upheaval in England, and it was intended to address some of the concerns and criticisms that had been raised about the original book of the 16th century. The new Book of Common Prayer was adopted by the Church of England and it remains an important part of Anglican worship to this day. In Scotland, however, the new Book of Common Prayer was not as well received as it was in England, and after a short period of unrest, we would see the first armed conflict of what is now known as the Bishops' Wars. The first Bishops' War took place in 1639, and was a conflict between the Kingdom of England and the Kingdom of Scotland. It was the first of two wars that were fought over issues of religion and national sovereignty, and it marked the beginning of a period of political and religious upheaval in both countries. The war was sparked by a dispute between King Charles and the Scottish Covenanters over the appointment of bishops in the Church of Scotland. The Covenanters, a group of Scottish Presbyterians who opposed the idea of bishops in the Church, refused to accept the appointments made by Charles. Charles, who believed in the divine right of kings, insisted on his right to appoint bishops and threatened to use military force against the Covenanters. This led to the outbreak of the First Bishops' War. The war was brief and largely indecisive, and it ended with the signing of the Pacification of Berwick, which granted the Scottish Covenanters some concessions. However, the underlying tensions that sparked the First Bishops' War were not fully resolved and would continue to boil over into the 1640s. With the King having dissolved Parliament over ten years prior, he desperately needed to raise money, and he could only do this through Parliament. The Short Parliament was a session of the English Parliament that was called by King Charles I in April 1640. It was so called because it was dissolved by the King after only three weeks making it one of the shortest parliaments in English history. The short parliament was called in response to growing political and economic instability in the country, 
and it was intended to address the king's financial difficulties and to find a way to end the bishop's wars with Scotland. However, Parliament was deeply divided, and many members were unwilling to grant the king the financial support he was seeking. Charles I, who believed in the divine right of kings and was opposed to any attempts to limit his power, grew frustrated with Parliament and dissolved it on the 5th of May 1640. The dissolution of the short Parliament was yet another one of the events that led to the outbreak of the English Civil War. In mid-1640, the disagreement between Charles and the Scots broke out again into armed conflict. It was the second of two wars that were fought over issues of religion and national sovereignty, and it marked a significant escalation in the tensions between the two countries. The Second Bishop's War was sparked by a continuation of the dispute between Charles and the Scottish Covenanters over the appointment of bishops in the Church of Scotland. The Covenanters, who had been granted some concessions in the pacification of Berwick following the First Bishop's War, continued to resist the appointments made by Charles. In response, Charles raised an army and invaded Scotland, which led to the outbreak of the Second Bishop's War. The Battle of Newburn took place during the English Civil War in 1640 and is widely considered to be the first proper battle of the English Civil War. It was certainly the first battle of the Second Bishop's War and it was fought between the Royalist forces of King Charles and the Scottish Covenanter forces under the Earl of Leven. The Royalists were attempting to capture the town of Newcastle-upon-Tyne, which was an important strategic and economic target but they were opposed by the Covenanter army that was defending the town. The battle was brief and relatively small in scale, but it was significant because it was one of the first engagements of the English Civil War. The Covenanter forces were outnumbered and outgunned, but they managed to hold off the Royalists and prevent them from capturing Newcastle-upon-Tyne. The battle ended in a tactical victory for the Scots. The war was brief and largely indecisive, but it ended with the signing of the Treaty of Ripon, which granted the Scottish Covenanters further concessions and allowed them to maintain control over the Church of Scotland. However, these underlying tensions that had sparked the war were not fully resolved, and they continued to simmer in the years leading up to the English Civil War beginning proper. In November of 1640, Charles recalled Parliament in an effort to raise finances for his war against the Scots. The Parliament would effectively sit for over a decade, making it the longest sitting Parliament in British history. It was intended to address the King's financial difficulties and to find a way to end the conflicts with Scotland and Ireland. However, Parliament was deeply divided. Many members were unwilling to grant the King financial support he was seeking, and instead, they used the opportunity to push for reforms that would limit the King's power and increase the authority of Parliament. The Ulster Rebellion of 1641 was a revolt by Irish Catholics in the province of Ulster against the English authorities. The rebellion was sparked by a combination of religious, economic and political grievances. Irish Catholics, who made up the majority of the population in Ulster, were resentful of the English-controlled Protestant government and the preferential treatment given to Protestant settlers. They were also angry about the confiscation of their lands and the heavy taxes imposed on them 
by the English authorities. In October 1641, a group of Irish Catholic nobles and landowners in Ulster rose up against the English and declared their independence. The rebellion quickly spread, and within a few weeks, most of Ulster was under the control of the rebels. A brief power struggle between Parliament and the King now played out, with Parliament refusing to grant money for the King to raise an army. A deal, however, was miraculously struck with the Scottish, who sent a force of 2,500 men to Ireland. On the 15th of March 1641, Parliament passed the Militia Ordinance, which saw control of the military and county militia rest under the authority of Parliament, and not the King. Charles refused to give royal assent to the bill, but Parliament declared the legislation in force regardless. An initiative called the Adventurers Act invited members of the public to lend money to raise troops, which would be paid back through land confiscated from the rebels in Ireland. The rebellion in Ireland was finally quashed in mid-1642, following the battles of Newry and Kilrush. Meanwhile, on the 4th of January 1642, Charles entered Parliament with armed guards in a bid to arrest five members of Parliament, two of which had been instrumental for their part in the Grand Remonstrance. The five members were John Pym, John Hamden, Denzel Holes, William Strode and Arthur Hazelrig. They were among the most prominent opponents of the King in Parliament and they were known for their support of religious and political reforms that would limit the King's power and increase the authority of Parliament. Charles entered the House of Commons with a group of armed guards and demanded that the five members be handed over to him. However, the five members had been warned of the King's intentions and had already fled, so they were not present in the chamber. Charles is quoted as having said, I see my birds have flown, when he addressed the chamber. The incident caused a major uproar and it was seen as a blatant attack on the authority of Parliament. Charles issued a proclamation for the arrest of the five members. He personally marched to the Guild Hall, demanding that the city officers hand the men over, but they refused, and in turn declared their support for Parliament. The regiments of the Inns of Court also affirmed their support for Parliament. Returning to Whitehall in his coach, the King drove through a London that was in uproar. Rumours spread that the King's supporters were going to attack the city and volunteers poured in to offer their services in its defence. Barricades were erected, cannon dragged out and there were soon 6,000 citizens ready to repulse any attack. Charles, worried for his own safety, departed London on the 10th of January 1642 and decided on setting up his base at the Royalist stronghold of York. The next time Charles would return to London would be seven years later in 1649, for his trial and subsequent execution. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to support it, then why not send us a PayPal donation? All donations help us pay to host the podcast and for us to create new content for your enjoyment. Furthermore, if you would like to submit a question or even a subject matter for the podcast, join Patreon and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. The links are in our bio. Until next time, keep history alive. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 